This week on This Happy Podcast, we're discussing some recent trips to Walt Disney's original Magic Kingdom, Disneyland in California, and Walt Disney World in Florida. We're sharing notes on our Lightning Lane experiences and figuring out what makes each park unique. I'm your host, Matt Palmer, joined by my co-hosts, Paul Jarzembowski and John Grasso. Welcome, fellas. It has been a minute. It sure has. Hey, hey. Hey there. So glad to be doing this again. We've, uh, we're going to get to this in the meat of the uh, show, but some of us have been through some Disney parks uh, in recent weeks, not to rub that in, John. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm so happy we're here for to, you. We're here to share our joy with yeah, you. Yeah, let's, let's talk about you guys and your trips to our happy collective happy places for an hour. I'm just thrilled. <laughs> well, let me tell you, it was the experience of a lifetime, John. And I will go in detail throughout this episode. I'll be living vicariously through every second. I'll say this, though, if um, if you don't follow us on Instagram, I have been sharing I shared images and videos during the visit to Disneyland and um, and after uh, as well. I've been uh, sharing some sights and sounds from the park um, throughout the last couple of days. And uh, I still have some more in my uh, camera roll that I'm happy to share. Um, Check us out at This Happy Podcast on Instagram and uh, be sure to uh, like us there, comment on our posts, share it with your friends. Uh, lots of unique and, uh, and special exclusives there on, on the Instagram. All yeah. right. I, I, hold on, Matt. I got to make a plug because I'm not right, Mr. Cynical ahead. here. Matt, watching you experience Disneyland and seeing it through your eyes was in infectious it was the joy was infectious so uh i i absolutely loved every second of it so um for all of you listening uh go check out some of that content you will see uh somebody and his beautiful family living their absolute best life in the happiest place on earth and that was fun and i you know i am a little bitter i didn't get to go um you know myself but that helped thank you Thank you. I appreciate it. I wanted people, I wanted to take a couple moments out of the day to share that on Instagram. Um, that it truly was a place making uh, the people around me happy. And uh, Marty had no idea what we were going to do. <laughs> I went live in front of Casey Jr.'s train and we took that ride after I, after I wrapped up that video. And that kid had a ball. He is 18 Aww. months old, and uh, I think I gave him the world in that a five-minute train oh. ride around Storybook Land. Uh, he was uh, he was delighted. All right. So speaking of delight, let's get into uh, what's making us happy this week. Paul, you're up. All right. Well, thanks. Guys. Good to be with you guys. Yeah. So while uh, Matt was enjoying, and actually Matt remembered to post video and post vit, uh, pictures while he was there. I took video, took pictures, and then forgot to post it to any <laughs> account when I was there. So my apologies, you didn't get to live infectiously through me. Well, I'm sorry, uh, you, you did, <laughs> maybe that's- Matt's a poor a choice thing. of words. <laughs> Considering that actually after I went to Florida, I got some COVID, so. 
You're yeah. a pandemic of enthusiasm. My pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is going to be that kind of pod today? We're just going to be silly, huh? Ah, <laughs> oh, well. I love it. Happy so, and magical. All right. Paul's got a product. Matt, prepare the screenshot. All right. So I've got a product um, of the... Uh, so one of the things that I'm super excited about uh, when I went there uh, to Disney, you know, so every trip I'm on, I, um, you know, there's always something that catches my eye. And for me, it was a, uh, it was a hoodie um, from, the, so, every, so Disney is celebrating their 50th. So they're bringing out clothes and items from each of the um, anniversary years. So the one that they had, that they were actually just closing out their stock was the fifth anniversary year, 1976. Um, and the big, uh, and so they had a hoodie with the images of uh, 1976, the fifth anniversary, which was also the bicentennial year, which uh, had the, uh, the, 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 the America on parade, um, you know, uh, you know, experience there where, and the back of the, the back of the hoodie has Mickey, Goofy and Donald, uh, you know, uh, basically dressed up as Revolutionary War guys, uh, you know, with their fife and drum and stuff like that. It's a great image, and it's a hark back to uh, the bicentennial year. And so when I saw that, I I was like, it was a little over my price range, but it was one of those things where I was I just kept drawing back to it. I'd see it in a store, I'd see it in another store, and I would just gravitate to it. And I just, you know, you like, it's like the, it's like from a Christmas story. Like, it's like the Red Rider BB gun. You know, you just, you stand in awe and that could be me. I could be wearing this. And you're like, but you know, you're like, do I spend the money? Not, I don't know. So you go back and forth. And of course, uh, my wonderful wife was always asking me, are you really going to wear that? Is that something you're going to do? And, and uh, throughout the whole trip, um, even at, even over food, I'd be like, ever, over meals, I'd be like, you know, I really, that's a nice shirt. Where would I wear that? And, you know, I'd talk about it. She's like, okay, you're talking about this one object every meal. <laughs> okay, fine. So after a couple of days in the parks, uh, I, she ended up saying, no, just go ahead and get it. Um, you know, my, my DVC and annual pass holder discounts did bring it down a little bit, which was nice. So well, the hurt didn't hurt as bad, um, but it was, um, but I'm looking forward to it's right now it's, it's in the middle of summer. So wearing a, 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 a hoodie is not exactly something I'll be doing, but as soon as that weather turns cool, I am, I'm looking forward to wearing this. So right now, now it just sits in my closet and I look at it every day and I go, ah, you know, and I just get excited about the opportunity. So it's a weird thing. I know I shouldn't be so like, like what's making you happy of the object of clothing, but it's really awesome. As people who might know me know, um, I am, I, you know, I'm a big American history fan. So with Mickey, Donald and Goofy dressed up as American revolutionary war heroes, you know, it just, it just warms the heart of this history nerd and Disney nerd. So um, also, as a, and I, <laughs> I, I use this line. So um, I'm going to, um, so 1976 is actually a very important year for my wife. And so um, I told her that, that, uh, that buying the shirt would make me think of her. Um, oh. It still didn't convince her. Um, <laughs> well, incidentally, was, uh, you won. 
Yeah, I know. You wore, end, you wore her down. Um, and incidentally, <laughs> this podcast is now sponsored by ShopDisney.com. Absolutely unrelated to that last little <laughs> diatribe from Paul. ShopDisney.com, where you can get your favorite Disney product. And I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, that's the thing that's always a struggle, is that kind of object. Not on Shop Disney. Not on Shop Disney. You have to be in the parks to get it. Incidentally, or- this podcast is supported by the Walt Disney theme park. So <laughs> go visit... <laughs> You have to visit to get that exclusive merch. Are you not visiting? You're missing out on something. Or go to or go to eBay and pay five times the price. Oh no! Oh, how many hours do we have to discuss my disdain for people that do that? <laughs> so, what yeah. shop did you get it in? Um, I got it. So if I got you it. You say in- anything other than Liberty Square? Hang up. Unfortunately. Oh. So it is one. I. This is not. This is what's my beef about Disney, but. One of my beefs, just a side point, is that there is there is hardly any patriotic stuff in Liberty Square in Disney World. I agree. You can get Christmas stuff. Uh, you can get Haunted Mansion stuff, but you cannot get patriotic stuff in a land named Liberty Square. But anyway, no, I um, I got it. I saw it first in there. There's a um, uh, a retro. They, they have like a they've turned the theater on Main Street into kind of a uh, the, the vintage Disney store. So that's where I first saw it because they have all the vintage Disney souvenirs there. They didn't have it in my size. So um, so I ended up getting it at the uh, the Boutique uh, at the Polynesian. Oh, neat. Okay, that's all right. That's acceptable. That's acceptable. <laughs> I don't know why, but I've decided. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I got it at the Boutique at the Polynesian Resort, but I first saw it when it was in that, uh, that special... Uh, 50th anniversary shop that uh, they've uh, opened on Main Street. Um, she's got all kinds of cool stuff, but just not my size. So you were staying at the Polynesian too? I was. So you could just run that up to your, uh, if you were paranoid, you could run it up to your room. Well, it was one of those things where I, um, uh, so the way I ended up getting it <laughs> was I, I ended up saying, Sarah was like, I want to go back to the room. I'm a little tired from the thing. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I have to ask something at the front desk. I mean, I was literally asking. I was legit asking at the front desk about something. But then I'm like, and I, I said, I'll meet you at the room when I'm done, you know, talking to the front desk about whatever we were working on. Um, so, but then the, the shop was across the way. So I'm like, so I came back to the room, not only with an answer to the question, but with this wonderful souvenir in hand. <laughs> she knew it was coming. She anyway. knew it was coming. She had that one eye open when she had the pillow. She was How like, many years you've been married? <laughs> she knew it was coming. It was. I did get a puzzle though. So that was a little like, it was like a compensation. And I got this puzzle. So <laughs> we can do it together, sweetheart, but I can wear this on both. But I have to be wearing this while we're doing it. <laughs> Turn the temperature way down in the house <laughs> so that I can wear a hoodie. <laughs> air conditioning bill skyrocketing. Why is he? Why have air conditioning on in the winter so that I can wear my hoodie? <laughs> no, put it on now. Crank that baby up. Put it on 50 degrees. You're going to need that hoodie. Yeah, it's true. Freeze, freeze her out. So, so I love it, Paul. It's great. I know. It's been making me happy for the past month, not only this this past week. So Oh, we could tell. And happy flag day. <laughs> Perfect. So I'll go ahead and jump in with the uh, thing that's making me happy. And I'll go ahead and say I was determined to have one, but I'm just going to 1A, 1B. Um, Disney Plus came in with um, two series um, in the last couple of weeks. 
Um, one I was really looking forward to and one that I was like, eh, I'll catch it if it comes on and I'm bored. Um, and I've liked both of them. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, which I was looking forward to, but also I think I've gone on the record and said, is this narratively necessary? Um, so far, I've really enjoyed the series. Um, it's gotten the predictable uh, Star Wars pushback from the online community, the YouTubers. With That's their why we can't have nice things. Exactly. Um, and uh, a lot of the anger is manufactured. Um, so if you're listening to this and you also watch YouTube, do not get sucked into the hate vortex of, of YouTube. Um, find what you love watch what you love and uh don't feel ashamed about it um anyway um i know we talked right before the show about kenobi and uh the fourth episode um not to get into spoiler territory but i felt that was the most star wars of the four episodes even though there's a very specific character who showed up in the third episode who defined star wars um i feel like the fourth episode had that cat and mouse chase thing that makes star wars unique and fun um and i'd like to see them i i turned to casey my wife during the show and i said i wish they had this um at galaxy's edge or uh on the uh, galactic star cruiser because that aspect of you're you're being chased and you're doing something good um could really translate well uh second thing is also on disney plus dropped uh last week uh, caught the first episode of Miss Marvel. Uh, know nothing about the character, um, but thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a quick watch. It was a fun watch. Uh, I got Spider-Man Homecoming vibes out of it. Um, really, the the Camilla Khan, the the main character, is just really likable. Um, her friends, her family, just just very unique um, and different. I I, I applaud the. Uh, the efforts for more and different voices um, coming through on Disney platforms and entertainment. And um, just, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes. So those are the one A and one B of what's making me happy. How about you, John? Well, uh, I'm super glad you were able to give a spoiler free uh, review of Mrs. Mar of Ms. Marvel. Uh, Cause that's on my list, but I haven't been able to watch it yet. Cause I haven't had a whole lot of time for anything. And the reason I haven't had a whole lot of time for everything, um, and thank you uh, to either Matt or Paul. Um, my suspicion is Matt, because he's a social media person for posting this on This Happy Podcast Instagram, is that my wife, Nicole, is pregnant. And so while technically uh, that is not what's making me happy at Disney, uh, I have been um, a teary mess every time I hear When You Wish Upon a Star on the, the Disney Sirius XM channel, thinking about uh, how I somehow magically, even in, in, in a crazy, crazy world, have uh, uh, been able to get everything I ever wished for, uh, a beautiful wife, uh, a house with an incredible, even if she drives me nuts, dog, and now a baby girl on the way. And so um, I've been thinking, um, I've been almost living memories before they happen of, of, of taking our little girl to Disney, of singing to her, uh, you know, my favorite songs at night. Uh, and that's been really incredible. But, and so that makes me emotional uh, right now. But to shake me out of that emotion, uh, what's making me happy is the way I told my parents 
that they were going to be grandparents. Um, and to make an extremely long story short, uh, uh, Nicole and I both decided we would tell our parents, uh, we both would decide how to tell our parents, um, it, you know, it, our, our own way. That was, that was, that was what, you know, the sort of the plan. So I did like three weeks of prep work with my family that we were going to record our own segment of Be Our Guest, which is a segment on the Disney Sirius XM channel where you pick your four favorite Disney songs and explain why they mean something to you. And so we're all going to record this together. And because I am such a Disney fan and because we have this podcast, absolutely zero suspicion uh, on their part. And uh, they all confirmed this. So they would tell me because they all, th they all universally agree that I am a terrible liar and secret keeper. So um, I did so much prep work. We were arguing about songs. I wrote out a script. I had it all set up. And so um, on my dad's birthday, I had everybody in my, uh, my uh, family room, my parents' family room. And I, I, I said, all right, we're going to record now. And I put it on Zoom. And they were all in, they were asking me questions. What do I say? When do I do this? We're all getting nervous. And so we recorded and the very first song I picked, which is my all time favorite Disney song was The Circle of Life. And so um, I said to them that while, I said my little spiel, but before that, while recording, I, for editing purposes, we have to play the song. So I know when to drop, you know, when to, when to cut and paste, which didn't make any sense, but they bought it. So we listened to, I did my spiel, we listened to the circle of life and about a minute, 35 seconds uh, left when the, when the, um, the uh, lyrics swell and you get right to the, uh, the, the refrain um, uh, at the moment um, in the movie where the uh, camera pans on Pride Rock. I couldn't wait to, to the Rafiki lift because that would have been three minutes in and I, I think everyone's attention span would have been shot, but I knew I had them. So right when it went to uh, it's the circle of life, boom! I I, I lifted my hands and and uh, showed them all the uh, ultrasound picture, and there was this like two second pause where everyone was like, "What is he doing? <laughs> is this part of the bit?" And then my sister Liz, uh, who shout out to Liz, uh, got it first, um, was sitting there going. Is that, is that, whoa, oh, and they all jumped uh, and vaulted off the couch and, and, and uh, were screaming and hugging and laughing. But uh, that's what's making me happy at Disney. Uh, thank you to my all-time favorite Disney movie, top five, top five movie of all time, The Lion King, for helping me tell my grandparents, or my parents, that they were going to be grandparents, and my sister, sisters and brother, that they were going to be aunts and uncles. And that will be a moment I will never forget for the rest of my life. Oh, that's wonderful. That's, that's fantastic. This that is, is a good awesome. time to say that in two years, the debut podcast, These Happy Toddlers with Marty and Baby Grasso will debut. So we're really looking forward to that. Uh, branching out with some spinoffs. So franchising. Oh, yeah. That's franchising. About. franchising. We're going to make the best use of this IP. Absolutely, we have to. We're gonna kill. We're going to chapek it. We're just gonna just infuse it into everything until people don't want it anymore. <laughs> Amazing! Congratulations. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Paul. All right, should we talk about what we're talking about? Yeah, let's get into it. So, um, I got back from California about a week ago from uh, a trip. Uh, we started in Phoenix. We drove, uh, we flew out to Phoenix, then we drove out to California, went to Joshua Tree, 
And then in the middle of that California trip uh, with my brother's family, we went to Disneyland. And uh, it had been 11 years since uh, Casey and I had been there. So, um, of course, when we got in front of the Haunted Mansion, uh, we did a before and after shot. We did, I uh, got the photo of Casey and I when we were dating. Uh, eight months before we had gotten married, I should say. And then, uh, then I switched over to the photo of me and our, uh, Casey and I and our three children. Um, and that's how much life had changed just in 11 years. Um, so yes, uh, it had been more than a decade since I had been to Disneyland. And uh, after we went to Disney World three years ago as a family. And one thing is abundantly clear at Walt Disney's original Magic Kingdom. There is no wasted inch in that park. Um, you just go from one place to another and it's attraction, 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 all up in your face. Um, and at the same time, there's all sorts of entertainment. Um, there are rides everywhere. There are characters everywhere. As soon as you walk in, there's characters just greeting you as you walk in underneath the train tracks. Um, from the moment you walk into that park, I've heard it described that that Disneyland has kinetic energy. And that is accurate. There is life from the very moment you get passed through the entry gate um, that just says, your money is going to be well spent here, but also spend more money while you're here. <laughs> yeah. um, because one of the added stresses of, of, of the Disneyland experience, and I know Disney World has it as well, it's just I think it's been implemented just slightly different. Paul can share as he talks about his Disney World portion. Um, Lightning Lane has been added. Genie Plus Lightning Lane has been added to the Disneyland experience. Um, there are no magic bands there. You have to use your phone at all times. Um, and one of the things that when as soon as you got in there, the stress of, all right, I've got to buy Genie Plus because I'm inside the park. It can track when you're in the park. So as soon as you're doing that, you're like, all right, I got to get this loaded up. I got to get my rides, you know, the ones I want booked. Um, and right out of the gate, we spent an extra $120 for all of us to, to get on Rise of the Resistance. Um, so it was basically another whole park admission to make sure we go on the latest and greatest ride. Um, because I was there with my brother. My brother was my conduit to Star Wars as a boy. Um, so it meant the world to, to, to go into a Star Wars land. Um, but you walk in there, obviously the castle's different. Sleeping Beauty's castle is much more minute. They call it a weenie there, um, you know, compared to Disney World's giant Cinderella castle. Um, but really, once you get in there, you're just like, you can see this attraction, you can see that attraction. All of a sudden, it's like, we went in at rope drop, I should add. Uh, and we did rope drop till midnight. We were sore, so sore <laughs> in every conceivable way. Like our legs, our arms, things we weren't even using were sore. Um, our eyes were sore because we were so tired. That's how um, you know it was a good park day. If you're not like, if you don't have some blisters on your feet, Matt, you know, it's. That's the thing is we knew we were, Disneyland is not cheap. 
Disney World is not cheap. So we knew we spent a, like a significant amount of money for each person. And we wanted to maximize that one day that we were going to get to experience one of those parks. Um, and we did that. We got, we got on all the marquee attractions, whether we wanted to wait in line or do Lightning Lane. Um, and, and at Disneyland, the two that are not, of, that you have to pay extra for beyond the Genie Plus are uh, Rise of the Resistance. And I think over at, uh, over at, um, at California Adventure, I think is Mission Breakout or one of the other. Uh, Radiator Springs. Radiator Springs, yeah. 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 So um, for us, um, we were sharply focused on Rise of the Resistance and getting some of the newer rides that we'd never experienced, Smuggler's Run. Um, but right out of the gate, we did uh, Thunder Mountain. We had a five-minute wait time. We went right on. Nice. And we got on Thunder Mountain, made our kids very delighted. Then we got out to Star Wars Land. And let me just say, it blows my mind that there is a land dedicated to Star Wars that exists, not just on the West Coast, but on the East Coast. Um, and they threw every single conceivable scent at that land. It's, it's remarkable. Um, Rise of the Resistance uh, had its share of breakdowns. It, it impacted some of the party of our, our family. Obviously a very difficult ride uh, to get all the systems talking to one another, um, but it is exquisite to be in. Uh, when you walk into the Star Destroyer, um, it is uh, just jaw dropping. To all of a sudden hear the, the sounds of the tie fitters and the, the I'm other, getting goosebumps just hearing you. It, and, and they've got the music, they orchestrate it so well. Um, it's well worth, uh, that was my first trackless ride. Um, while I know other trackless rides aren't as dynamic as that one, it delivers. Um, Millennium Falcon ride, uh, the Smuggler's Run is quality, high quality. It is not, uh, but at the same time, it's very video gameish. Mm. The screens that you're watching as you're participating are look real, but don't look real. They definitely look artificial. Um, so I'd love if they, um, if they tweak that a little bit in the uh, time, in, in the days to come, made the screens more reliable, more immersive uh, for Smuggler's Run. That said, my daughter uh, said punch it and put everybody into light speed, and I'll never forget that. Oh, yeah. Pilot of the Millennium Falcon. Yes. Um, the overlay for uh, Space Mountain, Hyperspace Mountain, which ends in early July, is spectacular. The timing on it, the music, um, I think uh, I'm going to go ahead and say a sacrilegious thing. They should go ahead in one of the two parks and invest in that full time. Um, it is an exquisite bit of editing on their part from a, okay. from a ride experience. Hyperspace Mountain is just phenomenal. I mean, it is a, it is, I am, I'm not actually a big fan of Space Mountain in Disneyland. I like the Disney World better than Disney, or than Disneyland, but I liked Hyperspace Mountain when they did it there. It actually worked. Um, maybe because it's not as pitch black as it normally would be. And maybe that kind of adds a component to it. And of course, John Williams music. Yeah, I was going to say the soundtrack in Hyperspace Mountain, you could, I mean, you could almost be on like a trolley with no upward or downward movement, listening to the asteroid field chase, and it would feel cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I agree. So I'll say this. 
they do the music better on that ride on hyperspace mountain than the two actual star wars rides in galaxy's edge um they're used they're edited and used masterfully uh in moments where there's a dip you hear the you, you get that dun 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 you know there's the the feeling that you are in the middle of a battle yeah um whereas I, I would agree with you on that yeah i agree um haunted mansion broke down a couple times but at the same time we were able to get on it my kids absolutely adore that ride I took my son on Splash Mountain. He was happier than anything that he said that was his favorite ride in the entire park. Oh. Um, we almost got on Indiana Jones uh, and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye broke down later on, tried to get on with the kids. And uh, my daughter um, decided it wasn't for her. Um, still, um, here's what I got to say. The cast members, I, you know, we talk so much about the cast members in Florida and all the great job they do. Uh, the cast members in California uh, were equally up to the task. Um, my son lost his uh, Kylo Ren lightsaber that he purchased in Galaxy's Edge on Small World. He lost it on Small World. He left it on the boat ride. Um, and Disney did not have to do anything to make that right because that was our fault. Uh, but they gave us a gift certificate to go build another lightsaber um, either at Galaxy's Edge or at, uh, at Tomorrowland. And uh, at 11.30 at night, I'm sitting there putting together a lightsaber for Liam. And he's even happier with the, the newer saber he's got. He's got a green lightsaber. So he's got a, a Luke version lightsaber while his sister's a Sith Lord. Um, Love it. And my nephew got to do the lightsaber building um, at... Uh, at um, Oh, what do they call it? The, the uh, Savvy's Workshop. Yeah. The Savvy's Workshop and uh, was bestowed uh, the Jedi Knighthood by Yoda. Oh, nice. Frank Oz. Um, that kid uh, looked forward to that so much. And by the time he had the lightsaber in his hand, he was over the moon happy. Um, so uh, it was a trip we will never forget. Um, I'll say this too. Disneyland packs in the nighttime entertainment um to the nth degree if you're at the back of the park or if you're at a different section of the park and you may maybe miss the fireworks or you weren't lined up right you can catch right now the electric parade the main street electric parade going down twice uh, all the way back to small world mm. which is still just absolute perfection the topiaries all that i gotta say that mm. uh, small world is actually essential riding when you go it to is it yeah. is and hot um, take i love the characters oh it's it, it's beautiful like yep. every aspect of it beautifully this done it is my one of my all-time favorites in disneyland um and then fantastic is run right inside the park uh right along the river um, did you watch fantastic saw bits and pieces when i took uh annie and liam over to indiana jones i looked at it out of the corner of my eye i was like oh they're fantastic and now we're not even riding this ride enough. Fantastic's over. No. So, <laughs> yeah, I got as I, my as you know, my hot take is Fantasmic is well, it's not a hot take. It's a it's a shared take with a lot of the internet. But Fantasmic at Disneyland is measurably better than Disney World. Like it, it almost makes and I like the Disney World version. It almost makes Disney World's version look like like a high school play. And Fantasmic is Broadway at Disneyland. It is incredible. I've so, never seen it at Disneyland, so I, it, I, I, it, I am looking forward to they it. They are different shows. 
different yeah. shows. Here's what I'll say. Uh, they need to put a nighttime show at Galaxy's Edge to alleviate all the crowd pressure at the front of the park. Yeah, it makes sense. Because from the river onward, there are all these nighttime shows within a relatively short amount of time. And the crowds of people, you can get separated from your families. Yeah. Um, I'll say that. Uh, it was an absolute risk. So I would say, like, they had a nighttime show when they debuted Galaxy's Edge. And I'd recommend that they review that and look back and see if they, maybe they could do a nighttime drone spectacular out by Galaxy's Edge. Oh, it'd be cool, like a space battle? Yeah, oh, wow. absolutely. Get some, well, they did, they did some it for drone the TIE fighters, that kind of thing. Um, you know, with some X-Wings and all that kind of stuff. That would be really wonderful. Um, and we get crowds moving toward the back of the park as well. I think from a purely like um, space alleviation. So I would say they should do that. Um, look into uh, just kind of reducing the pressure. Another thing is, uh, and a lot of people have said this, you're looking at your phone constantly now in a Disney park, uh, thanks to these additions that they've had recently. Um, I would say if they can figure a way to have people more engaged with each other, to have more, um, more experiences interpersonally and enjoy each other's company, um, if they can figure a way to make those experiences, the, the lightning lane and all that kind of stuff integrated so that people aren't still looking at their phone so much. I think uh, that's the challenge for them in the next five to 10 years is don't, don't take away the interpersonal experience of Disneyland or Disney World from your audience. Because mm. um, at the end of the day, what matters is the smiles you see on people's faces. So those are, those are moments of feedback that I would give. How was your lightning lane experience in general? I mean, did you, I mean, did you, did you get the pass for the day as well as the individual attractions? Um, yeah. So we had genie plus throughout the day. So we could at any point reserve an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, but if we reserve something for 8, 8 PM and we were at 4 PM, we couldn't reserve anything in between. Oh, so that was a real challenge of like, all right, we wanted hyperspace mountain at eight 30, but now we're going to have to have dinner and kind of risk not getting on something in the meantime. Yeah. So I'll say that. Um, so we could have, uh, you know, we, we reverted back to uh, typical lightning lane experience. We could have gotten, I think another time with, and then somebody could correct me if I'm wrong, another rise of the resistance, but we wanted to pack in so much more. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't like my party and I'm sure my brother would, would agree. Uh, we didn't spend all that much time lounging around Star Wars land, Galaxy's Edge. Um, because of the pressure of we're here one day, let's try to get as much done as possible. And I'm sure my brother would have loved to have stayed a little bit longer mm -hmm. and just kind of soaked in the atmosphere. Um, because Boba Fett, I'm mean, yeah, Boba Fett's starting to walk around Galaxy's Edge. Um, and so is, uh, so is, uh, Fennec Shand. Uh, they're going to be bringing in Mando and, and Grogu soon. There are rumors that season three of Mandalorian is going to Batu. Really? Fantastic. There are rumors. Um, Integrated. That's, that's, that would be good. That's good. Yeah. That's a good tie in of your properties. Make I it think important. it would be awesome. Should have happened already. Yeah. Um, so um, I ran into R2-D2, um, oh, always so a cool. delight. Um, 
would love it if they added C-3PO or some other creatures walking about. Um, my brother uh, ran into Ray and Kylo Ren. So he was able to experience those as well. Um, it was a day I'll never forget. Uh, and I wish I had more days there. Um, because we were like, oh, we didn't do this. We didn't do the entertainment. Um, but uh, I immediately walked away thinking, I'd love to get back there very soon. Now, well, Matt, you, you've been to both, obviously, Disney World and Disneyland uh, in, in the last five years. I have made the strong push because uh, it might just be me, but there's a lot of people in my life um, and a lot of people that I talk to, even friendly acquaintances, when, when I talk about Disneyland, will say, I don't need that. I go to Disney World. It's so much better. It's bigger. There's more to do. You know, Disneyland is just let me down. I, when I went to Disneyland, I, I spent five days there and I could have spent 10 or 15. It was before Star Wars Galaxy's Edge too. For me, Disneyland is essential viewing is not the right word, but it's an essential stop for anybody that even passively likes Disney. Like for instance, Nicole likes Disney very much. She's a child of the nineties. She adored Disneyland. And to me, that park has such a unique identity outside of sort of the, the Disney parks trope or that like that, you know, when people think of a Walt Disney world park that they're just very different. So people will ask me, which, what do you like better? And I can't answer because they're very different experiences. Have you ever had any of that experience? Or would you agree that Disneyland is sort of essential for a Disney fan? I'll say this. Um, when I said earlier that Disneyland was about bang for the buck, um, I felt like I got my dollar's worth more at Disneyland as opposed to the Magic Kingdom. Um, and we went to the Magic Kingdom twice, so we could at, in Florida, so we could pick what we wanted to do, and that was during the time of Fast Pass. Um, Rest in peace. So for me, Disneyland, um, there are more attraction possibilities. Um, there are more fan um, character encounters just out and about. I'm not. I, I know you guys might feel differently. I'm not a fan of the staged photo ops with characters. I like them in their quote unquote natural element. Totally agree. Um, I like, we had Peter Pan and Wendy just skip right by us saying, singing, follow the leader. Follow. Oh, I love that. And then out of nowhere, Aladdin just came walking by. Yeah. Um, Fantasyland was positively bustling. Uh, it has a character about it that Disney World simply does not have. Um, I feel like Disney World's Fantasyland somehow transformed into a princess factory. It kind of did. And took away the feeling of experiencing the disney movies diving into the stories yeah um well with disneyland too matt there's like seven dark rides in a 15 foot radius i mean yeah. uh, uh you could just again and again and again uh, and they're always cared for and plussed yes they uh snow white's enchanted wish was the uh just debuted a couple months ago as the new version of oh what did you think um it was actually so subtle that like 
even though I saw the videos and pointing out what was different, when you're in there, you're not like going, oh, that's definitely new and that's new. Um, there were a lot of impressive things in there, like the use of screen technology or even using some of the things that are in Snow White's uh, mine train, uh, the Seven Dwarfs mine train coaster. Um, using some of the animatronics there, they, they kind of added those in there a little bit. Um, there's, some, there's some similarities, um, but it's such a quick ride that my kids looked at me afterward and said, is there more? So when I told them that, um, unfortunately, when I told them that Pinocchio and Mr. Toads were almost were like kind of very similar attractions, they were like, oh, okay, we can skip that. I was like, oh. Oh, I know. They're so good. I was like, oh. But I totally get it. So um, they are, um, their experience with it was still really, they loved it, but they were, they wanted to spend less time in Fantasyland and go into the other parts of the park. So they were more interested in Pirates of the Caribbean was down. So they were more interested in going on Haunted Mansion a bunch of times and seeing Liberty Square and Frontier, not Liberty Square, it's a New Orleans Square and Frontier uh, and Frontierland and, and all that kind of stuff. Wait, 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 wait. Did you get beignets? I did not get beignets. Matt! I... Beignets, New Orleans Square, freshman julep. Because I know. Hang on, it'll take me four hours to get to to where you are about, and we can fly out of BWI. If we go now, we probably will be able to make it midday. Part of me feels like it was um, a result of two things. My kids getting distracted by the churro truck. Oh, very good, though. Good options. Um, And the amount of crowds that were sort of they wanted Pirates of the Caribbean and it was closed. So the walls jutted out. Mm. So like finding, finding, um, finding that cafe was not as easy as it, as it once was. Um, There's just with the crowds were more out um, and kind of, you were mixing in between. So it kind of felt like a hustle and bustle. Um, now I'll say this comparing the two, Thunder Mountain at Disney World, while I like Disneyland's Thunder Mountain better as a, as a ride attraction, um, it's less visually impressive when you walk upon it compared to Disney World. Disney World juts out. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It has more space to, you have more space to admire just how big it is. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this felt like it was kind of built into something. That said, the ending of that ride at Disneyland, unequaled, it's spectacular. It's really well done. The, the use of mapping technology and smoke and immersion. I agree. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, and uh, Splash Mountain, uh, you can notice uh, if you went, went to Disney World somewhat recently, you can notice less animatronics on this ride um, that are than are at Disney World. Um, Disneyland's felt slightly sparse. Uh, the ride still packs a punch and it's very atmospheric. Yeah. Um, And uh, it just, boy, it's a place that you can relive in your mind constantly. Mm. Um, And it definitely does feel unique while feeling very similar when you're walking around. It feels unique compared to Disney world. Um, It's, it's weird to have a place that looks so similar yet. So different. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you um, um, did you see the light that they leave on in Walt's apartment? 
I did. I did. And like, that's the thing. The experience of uh, walking in his footsteps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. Knowing that he conceived of these things and mapped it out and worked with his Imagineers, worked with these guys um, to conceive this place. Um, you know you're in something something special and unique and you can see where he because it's so tight you can see where he he and his staff didn't want to waste a single second and we're going to make something magical out of something that was also limited i know i've talked about the pirates of the caribbean adding that second drop down the fact that the train goes over top um and it makes pirates by the way infinitely better it's so good yeah, I, I so wish I could have gotten on it. Oh, uh, next time. You'll get on there. So um, all that said, um, it, it, was, it was as magical as I hoped, and it was as stress-inducing as I uh, imagined it would be as well. Um, and uh, I could easily go there five times a month. I won't be, but I, I could if money was no option. Oh, I think that would be three of us. So how about you, Paul? You went to Disney World. I did. I did. And I I mean, you've heard me talk Disney World before, but one of the things that I got to do that that the, the, the lightning lane actually kind of helped because in the negative way, but a positive way. Um, so uh, because I the first day I was there, I was there at the Magic. Um, I, I didn't I, we didn't have lightning lane um we didn't do any of that stuff um so what i what we ended up doing is doing all the rides that don't take any that really aren't the big draws that that we could then go on so the people mover the astro orbiter um i did the astro orbiter for the first time i did teacups for the first time i know i i, I like need to like People are probably going to be shocked that. Uh, no, no, no. We don't. Ride. We don't ride shame on this podcast. All right. Good for you, Paul. So we just going in circles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just going in circles. <laughs> so I've done all those, but it allowed me the opportunity to do that, um, and I think that that was something very, uh, very nice. Though I've never, another day that we were at the Magic Kingdom, I've never had to rope drop Jungle Cruise, but. Because of the lightning lane phenomenon, Jungle Cruise is now more just as popular as Seven Dwarves or any or Space. Actually, it's usually more crowded than Space Mountain. So we, in order for us to act, we have because we've avoided Jungle Cruise for the last couple of trips because we're like we're not waiting in a forty-five to sixty-minute wait for Jungle Cruise. So the way we were doing is we actually the day we did Lightning Lane, we actually got a Lightning Lane for nine oh five a.m. for Jungle Cruise. Um, that was also to kind of help push the system through because once you redeem a lightning lane, you can then get another one. So we were trying to stack it when we were doing it. And so we got a 9.05 AM jungle cruise, um, which was great to then like watch this huge crowd of people just crowd. And, and all of a sudden the line went from zero at park opening to like 45 minutes in basically three minutes. Um, 
and it was very nice to have a lightning lane reservation so we could be it, it felt like we um we were like in wayne's world and we were like backstage pass backstage pass backstage pass and we were passing by all these people and the, the people in the uh who were running it they're like you've got a lightning lane i'm like yep they're like that's a smart idea <laughs> they're like yep so um so yeah we did those kind of things but we were able to you know we kind of strategically had to plan it but as you're saying you're on the phone the whole time trying to then like i'm i'm one of my favorite things in like jungle cruise is the queue it's a beautiful queue of the jungle cruise because you just you know that the music and the sights and the sounds but instead i'm on my phone immediately after after tapping into that to try and see what's the next ride that i could do and so i'm avoiding looking at the queue i'm avoiding experiencing it because my main priority is making sure I don't waste my day and waste the money I spent on the lightning lane. So I, I was able to, when I went Magic Kingdom at Disney, you can strategically do the lightning lane and get on just about anything um, because it's, a, it's well stacked. You can do that. But one thing it does take you out of is you're staring at your phone half the time. So while you avoid that human interaction, you do get to get strategically on rides. And I, so I think it's just a, it's a thing. What do you need to do? And, um, you know, so I, you know, and then there's other parks where we had, like we did lightning lane, uh, or we did genie plus at uh, animal kingdom. And I did not think that was what was worth it at all. That was, that was truly a waste of our money. Um, because the, you know, there was a few things, but we generally were like, okay, this is all we get. So, um, and Avatar is not one of the things that you have to do that special pricing. Oh no, really? Yeah. So Avatar, you have to spend even more money on. So it's, it's like, the top two in every park, right? It's Avatar. Actually, and... in Disney now they just have. Well, actually now it's only one. It's oh, good. One. So it's Av- So hold on. So it's Avatar, Guardians, Rise of the Resistance, and um, uh, it's gonna they, be Tron, right? But it's gotta be it will be Tron. Now it's Seven Dwarves. Okay yeah so yeah so you did all those at, at animal kingdom or you kind of regretted it um is there one that like one of the parks where you felt like yeah this was definitely like magic um, is, magic's worth it um hollywood kind of is and hollywood's only worth it because you get so i don't do tower of terror and I don't do Aerosmith. If I did those, I think I would really think that um, uh, that would be probably a good park to do it in. But, you know, we basically are getting it for, um, you know, for the, uh, well, actually, no, Hollywood actually has two individual options. It's actually um, Slinky Dog and um, uh, Rise of the Resistance. So they have two. Um, so you're, you're, you're a little, little bit limited um in what you get with the $15 lightning lane so actually now that I say that no not I think I think magic is the is the only one that really is worth it and Epcot by the way you don't need it you just don't I mean you can try and get it but you've got a space mountain you just got to time it well not space mountain spaceship earth um you can do individual you can do a single rider in a test track Soren nowadays, if you just time it right, you can pretty get a, get a pretty. You don't have to get a, a lightning lane there either. So it's 
it's actually a park where you don't need it too much. And if you want to pay extra for a few things, sure, go for it. So that's fascinating. I like because at the time I went three years ago, the Frozen Ever After was still a fairly new ride, probably about two years old at that point. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that it'll make that a lightning lane attraction just based off the IP. You, well, it's lightning lane, but it's not the individual lightning lane anymore. Yeah, like you, 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 it's part of the $15 you pay, which is, you know, fine. You know, Is Remy like an individual? I don't think it is anymore. I, now that Yeah, I'm, they transitioned it off for Guardians. For Guardians, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we and, haven't even talked about that. I, you guys must have talked about it in the last episode, but um, Guardians is new and apparently making people sick. Did you yeah. do that, Paul? I just know, but I had, so by the way, shout out. I didn't go, um, I, when I was, when I went to, to the, the to Orlando recently, uh, we met up and spent a number of time with some, with some friends of the friends of the podcast. Um, uh, our, uh, my friend Jody, um, and her husband, Mike and their kids and, uh, our friends, Corinne and Andy. Um, so we went with them. So it was, a, it was actually an experience going through parks, uh, with, uh, with families, which was kind of fun. Um, but I didn't get on guardians, but one of, uh, one of the other people in our party did end up getting the annual pass holder preview ones. I didn't, I wasn't fast enough on my, um, on getting it, but he had to go to first aid, um, because he was, uh, too, he was just sick. Um, so Would they give him Dramamine or. Yeah. I, well, I think they just kind of settled him down, gave him water, let him cool off and, you know, but. Yeah, no, they're they're definitely. This was before they were giving out barf bags. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah that's, my, my that's not a good is... sign. And you you don't I, honestly, you want a ride to be exciting. You don't want it to make half your population sick. You know, I mean, there is there is an extent where you're like, okay, this is a little much. Well, we talked about it on the show. As soon as they announced that backwards launch, I was worried. Yeah, and I think it's not so much even the backwards it's the launch screen. It's the and and it's the way that the the because you're constantly focused in one direction, but you're still spinning. Um, so your mind is like, oh wait, what do I go? I wonder if they're going to have to tone that down. Yeah, like are they going to have to do a red lane and a green lane like they do for Mission Space? I don't know. Which I I to this day will not go on. Yeah, I you can't have two thrill rides in Epcot next to each other that don't appeal to fifty percent of well that's another podcast conversation. <laughs> I know. Where but, we are way over time today. Yeah. Yeah. I'll so more it... future podcasts because the one thing that I was I, I will say is that during my trip, you know, there was a lot of thoughts I had. I, I actually had I actually came up with about 10 ideas for uh future episode things while I was in it. So I'll save all of that. For... Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, we could have probably talked for another hour and a half, I think, with this episode. Um, fellas, this was a really great one. We can, uh, we can do some bonus material after this one. Um, why don't we uh, wrap this week up? Um, and we'll say, if you're subscribed to us, listen to us on any audio platform, Podbean, iTunes, um, uh apple or not apple music uh uh spotify all the all the audio platforms follow us on facebook instagram and twitter um this happy podcast uh find us there you'll be able to we'll pop up as soon as you enter that into the search um 
we uh, we were updating our social media pretty frequently at this point. Um, like I said, I still got some some gallery dumps um, to uh, include on Instagram. Um, definitely testing the uh, the definition of instant uh, instant photos here, um, but it was great to circle back with you guys to to do an episode again. Um, my son is currently crying and he sounds like he's at the end of a uh, rope drop to uh, midnight uh, day at the parks. Um, the so end of a rope drop to midnight uh, podcast. There you go. Like, it, instead of a roller coaster at a park, I've got a roller coaster of a child. So <laughs> John, this is what you got to look forward to. Oh, can't um, wait. All right, fellas, this is a good conversation. I appreciate it. Um, Paul, send us that list so we can get some episodes together for the next couple of weeks. All right. Great, fellas. Fantastic conversation. Everyone, thanks for listening. We will see you real soon.